0: Hello and welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 550. Five, <laughs> Pretty exciting. For Sunday, April 17th, 2016. I'm Shane, and I'm joined by Tony. Hi. Hey, Tony. What's going on, man? Not too much. Anything big for the Big Five O? Um, uh, possible. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see here in a second. Yeah. Uh, you drinking anything tonight, Tony? I do not have anything. I kind of got to the the party oh, a little late, so I didn't grab anything that's okay. yet. Okay. Well, we can wait.
1: Uh, was- I might sneak <laughs> off and grab something. We'll see. But nothing yet. You? He's already partied out.
0: Oh, yep. and that's
2: Matt. It. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> you got uh, you got anything to drink there? uh i just have some tea i'm kind of winding down i actually uh finally filed my taxes yesterday so nice. a couple days early awesome but nice so i feeling happy about that
0: yeah i just realized i had i actually was completely clueless that they, is this the first year they extended the tax day has this Did been going extended? on for a while well it's the 18th i guess that's tomorrow
2: right that is tomorrow oh, is but I,
1: I i didn't hear that but maybe that's yeah
2: well isn't. it's on Friday my calendar oh friday was the 15th but i think it was a federal holiday i, I can't remember oh, which one so okay. we got uh, another weekend gotcha so we got those two guys we actually
0: also have for the well i guess it's really the second time we've had guests on the show but we do have here we have john i'm gonna probably say hey let's say it that way and michael norland I, I didn't ask about your pronunciation it's probably a little more self-explanatory of dynatech Whoa, we're calling names out here <laughs> <laughs> dynatech uh which is the 3d printing company what's going on guys
2: not
0: nice. How how are you? How are you this evening?
3: Doing good. I'm uh, recovering from last night's activities. So.
0: Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Only,
3: beautiful <laughs> day. Can't help you
4: so.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well, just a little bit of a background. I, I met these guys. Uh, so they do they do 3D printing, and we'll we'll go into that a little bit later. But uh, met these guys actually. Uh, John or I guess they both. I guess it's mostly John here. It's his place. He he runs a. Uh, for lack of a better term, bed and breakfast. It was through Airbnb. My girlfriend and I went up there, and uh, yeah, then they they showed us this wonderful <laughs> 3D printing setup in the basement, and uh, I was very excited all of a sudden <laughs> because I'm like, Ooh. we talk about this kind of thing all the time on the show, and um, I'm just really, really, it's really awesome you guys were able to make it on. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Are you guys yeah. drinking anything tonight? Uh, nothing tonight. No. I uh, actually just got done printing some little.
3: Bobbles for uh, a company,
0: but oh, um, awesome.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah. Bobbles, like yeah, a... sure, yeah. <laughs> is that, yeah. Is that like a fishing lure? What is that? Like, what is uh, a bobble? It's <laughs> uh, a wire nut runner. Nothing special.
3: Oh, <laughs> ergonomics. Yeah, so you can nice. chuck it up in a gun and then just run it rather than oh. twisting it.
0: Oh, nice. That sounds awesome. Well, Get I it. am. It. I am drinking either a. I have either a Redbridge gluten free sorghum beer, or gluten free, huh? Or or a Nugris Pilsner style gluten free beer. Or, that's classic. not open yet. Or <laughs> or I have a, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't Jeez. be too careful. Or a uh, orange cranberry uh, wine that that my girlfriend got me that she's been wanting me to have on the show for a while. Wow. Oh, triple! Do six, you have three man. different drinks that you just. <laughs> I listed? just, you know, I didn't know what to pick, so I. Went all out. <laughs> you don't like to miss out. It's no, no, definitely not. <laughs> these, these, guys, uh, these guys treated me very well with the, with the drinky treats at, uh, <laughs> nice. at their place as well, which I really appreciated. But uh, All right, without further ado, let's get into this. News. Go figure. An open source 3D printed sundial that reads digital time. This is according to 3dprint.com. That, that wonderful uh, news source everyone's heard of. <laughs> I don't know. I just like to use... Uh, I like to use the ones that maybe people aren't super familiar with. But So this is something that a guy, <laughs> by the name, the alias, let's say, of Joel Dozer of M- Mojoptics. <laughs> or however you say that. It's foreign, I guess uh but uh he's created a 3d printed sundial through what's called op i guess it's open open scad maybe or open scad are you guys familiar with that
3: yeah open scad
0: open scad okay that's
4: pronounced open SCAD as well you okay. hear it all oh yeah that's <laughs> like
0: a lot of no, computer oh, terms chill. like linux and linux and so many yeah. gif uh, gif <laughs> it's all around computers i swear but uh, so the way it works, you know, it works like a traditional sundial where it so- shows a shadow and you got to pos- position it just right. But uh, the way it, it's actually super neat. And, and this might be a little bit of this might have been kind of from uh, more like the end of 2015 where I think this kind of came about. But uh, it shows the uh, the shadow, the, the digital format of the time uh, reversed out in the shadow. So the sun shines through just, you know, the traditional uh, dots you'd see in a digital format. But he was able to combine a matrix of numbers into this printable model. Uh, he refers to this as uh, the uh, he refers to the algorithmic, algorithmically designed holes as Swiss cheese, which I thought was kind of funny because our our last episode we had a uh, kind of a, a joke uh, April Fools' episode. Uh, if you didn't realize it, ha! Huh, calling it out here, and we we did a uh, tech cheese. <laughs> we were talking about different. Hmm. Uh, different types of cheese, and it just reminded me of that, but anyway. Uh, so you can download this through something called Thingiverse, or you can mm. actually purchase the model itself through Etsy. It has uh, four pieces, and they hinge in, I think, two different places, so you can kind of rotate it just how it needs to be. And then other than that, all you need is jam jars, some uh, screws, nuts, and washers, and then oh, also 35 hours of printing. <laughs> you guys are probably familiar with that, yeah, more or less. <laughs> Wow, Yeah, and then, so it looks like, really, this, <laughs> the way it made it look like the screws, nuts, and washers, <laughs> it looked like they just had them inside the jar to weigh it down, but I think there's also, I think you actually need them for the, for the hinges as well, from what I could see. And then, an added note I got from the video also was that, um, I guess, depending on the material you use for 3D printing, some of them might deform under sunlight, which, so you don't want to use that one probably if this is a sundial. <laughs> and then also the, uh, the Swiss cheese, that's, like, just one piece of it. Uh, that certain – of one piece of the four. That one should be printed in, in a pretty high resolution, you know, so it doesn't – so it can actually <laughs> show the time properly. But, uh, yeah, have you, have you guys heard about this thing before? Yeah.
3: yeah anybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Thingiverse is a, is a wonderful website. It's oh. uh, basically anybody who has an idea – uh, can model it up and post it on there for free for anyone to download and print on their own machines. Oh, awesome. Um, it's kind of like
4: Amazon, but free. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and oh, cool. they had that sundial on there they, months ago. Yeah, it they a featured it.
0: Featured oh, gotcha.
4: Oh.
3: So it was right up, you know, once you pull up the website, it popped right up, it was the first thing you see.
0: Awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah it's really cool. I, I think it, was, it would tell you... Ab- like within fifteen minutes of the time. It didn't change every minute type thing, but
3: Oh yeah, gotcha. Uh, real cool. But yeah. Um it's actually on my list of things to print. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I would
0: <laughs> like to see that.
2: That'd be that's yeah. pretty sweet.
0: All so right. The thirty five oh.
2: hours that is correct for, for printing something like that?
4: Can be, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that was the wow. total
0: uh of all the parts, but yeah, that's and that's pretty crazy. when it
4: when it has all those holes in it, that's a lot of starts and stops. So I could see it definitely taking that long. If it was continuous, probably not. Right. Oh. Yeah.
1: Wow. Interesting. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I would say the average print time for anything's fifteen
0: plus hours. Sure.
3: Yeah. But oh. I mean, the best part is you can set it up before you go to bed and wake up, and you have a part.
0: Yeah, you know what that <laughs> reminds me of? It reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> when mp3s first came out and uh, tried yep, to download, download those music over, back in the over day. over dial yep. completely illegal of course there, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: set up 3 of them or 4 downloads and then in the morning maybe one would work one song the other ones would just fail out we've come whatever. a
0: long way to uh, <laughs> downloading 144 modem yeah. data to uh, <laughs> creating a physical thing that's pretty sweet Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Matt, what do you what uh, do you have for your article this evening? Cool. Um,
2: I've got one. It's from the Smile Software blog. Uh, it's called Text Expander Adjustments. Um, and I think we talked about Text Expander before, but it's just uh, it listens to or watches kind of what keys you're pressing, and uh, you can type in short, quick uh, triggers, and then it'll expand it to uh, something large. Like I have EM, and they hit Add, and that expands to my entire email address. I've got one for my my real address. Um, so just a a bunch of quick ways to to save you, uh, you know, a couple seconds of typing, you know, multiple times throughout the day. Uh, so they text expander adjustments they've had uh, over the past course of maybe a couple of weeks. They're switching to a subscription based model. Um, Surprise! They they first started out saying it was going to be five dollars a month, uh, which previously was thirty five for pretty much a lifetime. Uh, license which is what i've got right now uh so five a month that's 60 a year um there's been just kind of a huge uproar it's 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 a great tool but uh five dollars a month is pretty hefty uh so they've kind of gone back and forth with the community uh now down to 20 per year uh if you pay it yearly 25 per year if you pay monthly um so just kind of uh some changes coming down the pipeline um and i think that's just an introductory price that's going to go up after that uh and uh, their main justification is they're moving all of your uh, text expansions. Normally, it's just stored locally. You can sync it through something like Dropbox. Uh, they're moving that to the cloud. So I'm assuming the uh, subscription is just a justification to to make the cloud and uh, support that. Um, it seemed like there was going to be some cool sharing options between businesses and teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, it's just uh, things moving to subscription. Um, not exactly uh, how I want to pay for a lot of the software, but... Uh, well, I guess a lot of sites are suggesting a product called A Text, which is a text expander alternative, uh, which supposedly is pretty similar and feature-wise, and it's only five bucks, so might be worth a try first before switching to uh, text expander's monthly subscription. So.
0: Oh, interesting. Nice. So, sorry. So, so just to kind of expand on your text expander uh, nice. comment here, uh, just <laughs> or a little, maybe a little bit more of a refresher. Uh, and I guess you already explained this to an extent, but it was. You t- the idea is that you type in a small, just a, cu- a few keys, and then it gives you the the longer key right away, right, as an option. Uh, then it.
2: it just automatically expands it. So if I type yeah. mm and then I hit at, it just deletes those three characters and types um. in my email address. Um, so if, if you write emails a lot to you know standard canned responses to clients, you can just type in uh, uh, maybe a trigger to fill out a whole canned response that you send to uh, clients a lot. Uh, so something like that, um, and I, I've got one for dates where I can type in uh, plus 1D, and expands to uh, some, you know, tomorrow's date, so I don't have to remember anything or remember today's date, and I want to tell someone, or uh, I guess when I'm writing my, uh, I guess uh, documenting any kind of code I'm writing, I always try and put put a date in there, so I've got uh, a quick, uh, you know, signature line where it just says, here's my comment, here's the date, here's what I'm thinking, um, so that, that kind of stuff, um, but... It's kind of handy i uh, I think once you start using it, you kind of realize where else you can apply it to
5: nice
1: the date stuff's nice it works with um that reminds me of we're working what or I should say my job at with uh with the epic uh e m r application for putting a t and it puts today's date in puts n puts today's time in right now and for now huh. um i I wonder if it's kind of similar to that or you know w plus one is a week from now, year from now is i plus one oh, wow. um, uh, before yeah. you said that i thought like well what's the difference between you know like the dictionary in on ios because i think shane you showed me this and i'm surprised i didn't know it sooner to you know if you want to type your email address in i would just put in t and then an at symbol and then dot yep. gmail.com
0: i was gonna say that's that's what i use on on my iphone um yeah, it's keyboard shortcuts. It, I guess it's built. Yeah. It's been built in iOS for quite some time. <laughs> it, now, yeah, actually. but I, I suppose this
1: might add a little more functionality, and I suppose you do have cloud support with that's this. That's actually one kind too.
0: of. Um, I kind mean, of I don't know if I can
1: so, really take that over from iOS to a desktop or a laptop. Yeah, I would say though, what,
0: that's that's a feature they have on iOS, but they don't have it on <clears> on the Mac. Is that that seems kind of
2: nope? Yeah, it's on it's on Apple uh, macOS. 10 as well. So oh, uh, it is oh, but it, it's well, just I think it's supposed to be used for autocorrecting, where you, you know, if you type in T E H, it's going to correct it to T H E. Yeah, um, but you can use it for other corrections. You know, correcting some short snippet of text to text to something really long.
0: Are you saying are you saying text <laughs> to spend or are you
2: saying it's built in? Built into macOS. I'm not sure exactly how to get to it, but it's in the oh, settings wow. somewhere. Oh, uh,
1: maybe they have a dictionary. I guess I've never really tried it on my death, my life, on my laptop. So no. Huh. Might be something to to think about. I don't know if it syncs by to from iOS though. Does
2: it, or do we not know? Uh, I don't think it syncs through iCloud or anything like that. So you'd you'd have to set it up individually on each device. So, but the current version of Text Expander, the non uh, cloud one, can sync through uh, Dropbox. So you can, and they've got oh, a yeah. keyboard on iOS that you can use. I've never used the keyboard on iOS, but uh, you can use it.
0: So John and Michael, you you guys are like Windows guys, right? Or, yeah, uh, no. I'm Linux and Windows. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Nice. Oh yeah, They're going all out with the yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Uh, yeah. If you know how to use it, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm just afraid of it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> have you have you considered using anything like this at all, or as far as a text like a keyboard yeah. shortcut uh, sort of uh, application?
4: Personally, I haven't yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. do too much. Well, I guess I do. I I I haven't really seen a need for it in my case. Usually, I have signatures and stuff already set up with all that in there um, right.
0: mm-hmm. for some
4: things. But uh, I personally haven't seen a need for it. No.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I actually haven't either on the desktop or whatever. I think I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I think it. You know, I guess that's exactly why it's more useful on something like a phone because you know. Phone keyboards suck. Right. Well, it's also and... if
1: you're doing something repetitive that always has the same. Well, signature is a good example. But, I mean, even email clients have that where a new email and you can have a signature client already put into it. Right. But, um, like, if Matt's doing a lot of the same coding or whatever and it's all the same stuff, then I could see you making a just to save time. That's the point of it. But, I yeah, I don't really have a need for it, too, other than putting my email address into a form on, a, you know, an iPhone or something like that.
4: Right. Yeah, I could see a yeah. huge need for
0: that in programming. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
2: The email and yeah, email and home address, those are probably the ones I use the most. I think that's where for 35 bucks I I can find enough use for it, but uh, for 5 bucks a month I feel like it's kind of I don't use it as much as to, to justify that kind of cost. So it's one of those things sure. where it's it's nice when I when I use it and I'm like, oh, I need my email, three characters, it's done, but uh yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I don't use it. <laughs> I don't use it that much where I'm thinking I need it for five dollars a month. So I think that was kind of my biggest uh, pushback.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Tony, what do you got for us?
1: Uh yes, mine is from Thank you. Sorry. Just <laughs> got a beer from Fiance. <laughs> anyway, my article is from uh Engadget, and it is Extra thin LED puts a screen on your skin. Um, if you do click on the link, you basically see someone with a hand and what looks to be um, a lit up 8, you know, um, that has tape over it. And it really is an LED 8, number 8 on it. Um, and kind of what it is, is the uh, University of Tokyo has developed this tech, and it is, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, it's Optoelectric Skin. Um, and it's a polymer LED. Um, with an organic photo detectors that's um, on this, I don't know, I guess that's the material that it's on. And um, it's uh, three micrometers thin, which um, I did kind of look up on Google, the calculation. And that's 0. 0.00011811 inches. So it kind of puts it into a <laughs> little get perspective those last for you. in there. Although yeah. I suppose... <laughs> that helps a uh, lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, I, I didn't really work with like microns or anything like that. I've heard these a lot, especially with processors, but, um, you know, I just think, Oh, this is small, but I, I suppose I really don't know what that means. That's kind of what I did. Um, but anyway, I, I suppose they've been working with this before and, um, for, previously, but, um, right now they've gotten it to run for, uh, several days at a time. And the durability is, um, I suppose it's really durable to the point where it won't break and it, it, flexes like your skin you know flexes and I suppose if you're probably lifting weights or anything like that you know um, or I suppose if you're getting wider <laughs> Um supposed to looks you like... know, hold that so um, right now the only prototype they have uh, measures your uh, blood oxygen concentration levels um and but what they're hoping for is for uh runners um to kind of have this data maybe on their arms or their hands so they can kind of look at it um and more than just you know your oxygen levels um but um they kind of want to have that so you don't have to carry a device or have a like a watch or or uh, some other fitness tracker on you
2: Um, and then also another um
1: example they had (laughs) is so workers could have diagrams on their wrists too if they're like you know, I was thinking plumbing, but it could be electrical or something where you have a diagram that changes, something dynamic. Um, but this is kind of like the start of it.
2: Hmm. So, so it, it looks super creepy the way they've yeah, yeah. like, got saran uh, wrap on you. Ah, dang it! That That's it? what I was gonna say. <laughs> what do you guys say?
0: <laughs> it looks like saran or. or uh, I going to say shrink wrap or something. <laughs> okay, I, I
1: remember a while ago, like a long time ago, I had an IV in my arm once, and they had this clear plastic tape that was over, like where the IV would go in, and that tape totally reminds me of that. So yeah. I didn't like that at all because I didn't care for hospitals or an IV or anything. but um, No one does. That's kind of what's adding to, I think, the thickness, too, is that tape because I don't know how else you would kind of put it on you or to have it stick to you. so. Um, I don't know, and I don't know how comfortable it is either. So versus like a watch or a fitness tracker, which everyone's probably more comfortable with one of those around their wrists right now, but this is they're thinking. Mind if I play a little so, bit of this video? Yeah, you can wanna... definitely it, it's really quick. It's kind of a little a new ultra thin
4: just... electronic skin has been laminated onto a human hand. The device's Weird. digital
5: display lights up by red polymer light emitting diodes. The new ultra thin electronic skin contains polymer light emitting diodes, which oh. exhibit bright electroluminescence, even when crumpled. When combined with rubber substrates, the electronic skin becomes highly stretchable.
0: Ooh, stretchable. No.
1: Nice. I guess really didn't, like, I didn't play the video. No, that's, or that's, that's like they the perfect video.
0: Too much. <laughs> I like that 30 second video. It's basically like a TV ad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh... I
1: don't, I don't know. We'll see how it is. Yeah. How it, like an actual application for it. But yeah, I, I don't know if I see it yet, in terms of like mm, yeah,
0: how comfortable true. it'll be. Hmm. But yeah. Well, all right. With uh, I guess that's about it. I, unless do you guys anyone else have anything to add about that one? Anyone at all? Anyone at all? Nope. All right, sounds good. Let's, I don't have any add to do it. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go on to our next uh, segment then.
1: XP boost.
0: Ha! Kidding, sort of. Not really. Well, it's not. It's not really our experience. It's it's someone else's tonight. That's right. It's these guys here, John and Michael of Dynatech, are here to talk to us about their. 3d printing business and uh let's have some questions here for you if you guys don't mind Go
4: for it. first
0: of all wait, you know what? we're gonna start right out here i think tony, tony had some nice uh some uh softballs here we're off the bat here what is 3d printing can you guys uh sum that up for us a little bit
1: <laughs> well there's gonna be people that listen to this that probably have yeah.
3: heard of it. um 3d printing uh is not like you know printing you know 3d images and you have to get the glasses or anything it's um, <laughs> what it is, is it'll take a 3D model of something and slice it into a bunch of thin layers and then print those on top of each other using uh, usually plastic. And they'll just keep adding that up and adding that up until you get a, a finished product.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. So I think I mentioned this to you guys. I think the first, well, the first that probably all three of us on the show here had. Originally heard of 3D printing was this figure prints company that created uh, <laughs> 3D models of World of Warcraft characters. And uh, at the time, we were like, I don't know, that, that was a pretty, pretty crazy idea even then. This was, I don't know, when do, you guys, when do you guys think that first was? That was probably. Eight, seven? 2008, nine? nine? Maybe. Right around there. That's probably when, uh, I don't know. I, do you guys have any idea when, when 3D printing really kind of started? Uh, Started going. It's probably around then, maybe.
3: Uh, it was. It's been around since the 80s.
0: Oh wow, really? But,
3: but it, those are industrial yeah. style 3D printers that no layman could could uh, really use. But uh the <laughs> I would say the the big Kickstarter in in common household 3D printing would be the original Makerbots,
5: oh. and they'd
3: sell them as kits. And I think that was back in the mid 2000s, maybe. And before that, you had,
4: it was a huge UK backing, but it was uh, what they call rep wraps, where you took apart old printers and stuff and used parts from them. And that's been common since probably the mid-90s. It was just a little bit of a, less of a following.
0: Yeah. Creepy crawlers and Easy Bake Oven, right? Those were the uh, original. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, not the same, obviously not the same uh, method, but. Is in a way similar, but uh, so so. There's different types of 3D printers, right? I mean, what uh, what kind of different types are there out there? Quite a few. I mean, in regards to
4: how it prints, there's really only three or four different kind of ways, I suppose. Uh, three standard ones. Three standard. Now there are many different variations of how those print. Um, but you have your typical, like your standard home one, it's got three moving axes, and it, it's like a CNC basically. Um, with the one behind us here, this one uses a projector. And so it uses light curable resins instead of laying a plastic in layers.
3: Nice. So it'll do the whole layer all at once. And then the third type, uh, which is normally used for larger scale type things, is they have, they lay a bunch of plastic powder out. And then they'll use a laser and melt that powder into wherever you need, and then lay more over the top, and then laser it again and just keep going.
0: Oh, wow. You guys hear that? <laughs> 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 loud loud more. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> uh, so, some people are here. A new sound
2: effect? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Well, that's cool. Uh, is, there a, is there a particular type of software that you use with your printers?
4: There's a few different kinds, I guess. There's, it depends on what kind of software. Um, with 3D printing, there's so many between having a catting type software to design your part, then you have a slicing type software that takes that 3D part and makes the G-code file for the printer. Um, They have some software that allows your computer to become networked, so now you can upload your prints via your phone or laptop rather than putting it on an SD card or USB device or being physically plugged into the machine. Um, But I guess the biggest one people talk about in 3D printing usually is the slicer, and we're fortunate enough to have one of the only paid ones called Simplify 3D. Which is, it, when all of them are free, $200 seems a little steep. But uh, it, it's definitely worth the purchase. Yeah. Hmm. OK. So
0: have you tried those free ones? Oh, Tony sounded a little crunchy. <laughs> oh,
1: so have you tried those free ones? Do I yeah. Do I still
0: um, cool? When I first got into
3: 3D printing, I was using the software that came with my 3D printer and was, was slated for it. It was designed for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I I thought it was a great software, a great user interface. It's just um, the the Simplify 3D is a lot more powerful. And that was a free software, too. I mean, anyone can download it and adapt it to their machine if they want. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, and we've tried all of them, really. Maybe one of them we haven't tried, and that's not really popular anymore. It's kind of fallen by the wayside. But uh, there's what, one, two, three slicing engines and then multiple softwares that change the graphic side of it and just use the back-end slicer.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So it gets kind of confusing, and we start de- delving into that.
0: Just give me one second here. I'm going to put the call on hold so I can see if Tony Tony's quality improves a second here. <laughs> No, Oh. Oh, we'll to see. Well, maybe. Oh. Maybe getting better. Okay. Anyway. Uh <laughs> sorry about that. What uh Tony or Matt, do you guys want to take uh, some of these next questions?
2: Oh, do we have questions? Oh even... Matt is not on board. <laughs> Tony, are you there? <laughs> what's the uh, what's the biggest kind of model you can you can make or you know what are there size limitations that you can uh, you can print out?
3: Yeah, there are. Um so for my SLA printer, which is the UV curable resins, um, I can only go as big as the projector will allow me and still have a decent resolution. Um, so obviously, the farther away you get from the projector, the worse the resolution, because it's not as dense. Um, but there, uh, on my store-bought um, standard 3D printer, uh, I can do about an 8 by 8 by 8 inch park if I wanted. Um, John's is a little bit bigger. You can do, what, a foot by a foot by a foot? Yep. Yeah, don't, don't giggle at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there are some people out there that, that build 15-foot tall printers with, you know, a 5-foot base. Wow. And um, oh. there's actually, uh, at the Chicago car show last year, they 3-D printed... Um, all the outer panels of a custom-built car.
0: Wow. Ooh. That's
4: interesting. And you can get away with some of those size limitations by segmenting your prints and gluing them together or fusing them with some sort of chemical
0: reaction. Yeah, you know, one of the things, um, and this is probably, I think you were talking about more the industrial-style ones that were older, but one of one of the things we talked about on the show before was a... I think it was China was printing houses or something. Oh, like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah,
3: concrete printers. Those are pretty neat. Oh, wow. Um, they set up a whole frame <laughs> and then just dump concrete down. and it's That's pretty, it's pretty
0: neat. Wow. Yeah.
4: Wow. London does a similar thing with houses, though. They use a CNC, and they can cut all these various pieces and then have a house put together and taken down in a day.
2: Mm. Oh geez. Oh crazy! Who needs a printout? What, uh, yeah. what, what do you guys get most requested to to print out, or um, what are some of the things that you? Well, we've been
3: working more with um, companies rather than individuals, um, just because uh, we can be quick on it. Uh, I've actually been working with a, a college friend of mine at his company, and he does—he's a R and D engineer, so he's constantly trying new things, designing different things. And he'll just send us a file and ask if he can get it tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Um, so it, it, uh, we've been doing a few of those. Um, we have one job with the company that both of us work for uh, at Co Corporation for ergonomics, what we were showing you earlier, uh, Wire Nut Runner, um, little things like that. Every so often, we will get like a, a request from somebody off of 3D Hubs, which is a website where if you have a 3D printer, you can put it out for hire. And anyone can come in, upload a model, and say, "Hey, you know, this is what it is," and it'll calculate the cost based off of what you enter in for, you know, how much plastic it's
0: using and whatnot. Oh, it's not just for hubcaps or something. No, no.
3: <laughs> you can go
4: to like if you were to go to Thingiverse, find something you want, and then go to 3D hubs. It'll show you all the printers near you that people have open source, basically, oh, or wow. made available. And they'll chart, you can get quotes, basically, live quotes. You pick who you want, the material, the color, you hit print. And in three days, they'll, you have to pay them and then they'll ship it to you.
1: But it's it's, Uber for 3D printing.
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely.
1: Or Airbnb. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) Well uh, Tony, Tony, you want to uh, take one of these questions?: um,
2: Yeah, just I know
1: you were talking about this before, but I, I suppose typically, uh, how long does it take to print something?: um,
0: Yes, yeah, some, a range.
1: Yeah.
0: So
3: there's a couple of factors that alter it. Um, your Your resolution is a big one, so whatever your layer height is, mm-hmm. so I can lay down you know uh, a two tenths of a millimeter thick layer. Or I can lay down uh, one tenth of a millimeter, and the one tenth will obviously take longer because it takes more time to do each slice.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and it won't look as it it won't look as nice. If you, it'll look nicer if you take the time.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> right, because yeah, you the, you the thicker the layers are, the more you can see. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can see the layers on that i uh, probably not. A little bit. Huh. That's probably a bad
2: color. Hold on. <laughs> Lime green. Yep. What is the the smallest size for a layer you can print?
3: Um. Well, with my SLA machine, um, I can go down to um, at a at a very very fine resolution of five micron, which is um. Like I was saying earlier, uh, the width of your hair is 30 micron. Wow. So I that particular machine can go um, very high resolution, but with a standard um, FDM, is what they're called, machine, uh, you can usually do anywhere from 50 to 100 micron layer resolution.
5: Hmm.
4: Can you guys see these layers any better?
0: That's the thing I was going to ask about. Oh, wow. So that is a... Oh. what electric violin uh bass? Oh it? yeah.
4: <laughs> it's so not cool. it hasn't changed any since you last no. saw. <laughs> Still looks oh, cool a, though. Oh, yeah.
0: It's a violin
4: that was printed in pieces. It's
2: very cool. Oh, so, that's uh, crazy. That looks really nice. How long did that take to print?
4: Uh each section well, overall probably thirty five hours or so. Um how tall it is? <laughs> It mm-hmm. takes longer if the object is taller than it is wider, and a lot of these need to be printed vertically. So if I could have oh. printed them laying down, it would have been much quicker.
5: Hmm.
1: Does anything like fall over or whatever? Like you come back and then it's oh, like yeah. a big mess.
2: Any failed really? prints? Many. Yeah. If you want to really. get into
4: this hobby, you better have patience and
2: <laughs> <Sure>. some patience. <laughs> For sure. Are they always uh, solid, or do you make make them hollow? To or does it really uh, matter? Most of the time.
3: Mostly hollow, mostly hollow. So you can see that we went with like a hexagonal infill on that one.
1: Hollow. <laughs> nice.
3: So,
4: and it's it's honestly a pain to not <coughs> print with some sort of uh, hollowness to it, because uh, plastic the plastic likes to change due to the, the the temperature, and as you're printing longer, it gets hotter and hotter in there so it'll shrink and everything and if you don't have that barrier or, or that give yeah it you get messed up prints by the way is there something
1: like uh i guess uh, if you're trying to print something like can something cave in on itself and if so like how can you, is there <laughs> things to prevent that from happening because if things are hollow but you need something to like i i'm thinking of like a sweet a sphere or something um, and then, like, you don't want it to cave in, but I'm sure it's probably needs to... Well, I want to say dry, but probably cool down and then harden, but it might not. At least this is kind of what I'm thinking right now. I, I'm not sure.
4: Usually, if any... You shouldn't have to worry about something caving in.
1: Or if falling you, down or something.
4: You would have to have supports or some sort of infill, and if you have any kind of infill, you really don't have to worry about it. But um, I would say if you're... if it's not impossible for it to cave in, but that's what they call a uh printing too hot, like they have a troubleshooting guide. So if you were to look at that, you would know you're printing too hot and it's not supposed to happen normally.
2: Okay. Hmm. So the the printer you guys have right behind you which looks like a, you know, just a pretty big desktop uh, PC. <laughs> yeah. Is that the, which which size is that? Is that the Eight, eight inch by a cube or is that no, the one? No,
3: this is this is my
2: projector. Um,
3: I can only do probably about a seven by four, and by ten inch tall, uh, build volume with that.
2: Oh, okay. Um, but I
3: like to use it for very high detailed type prints. Um, this will allow me to print in a resin that's designed for uh, casting. So what a lot of people will use it for is jewelry, things like that. High detail, uh, little metal trinkets, things like that. Um, so it's...
4: It's not the standard printer a new 3D printer person would get. Yeah. Okay. Your standard one is the ones that lay down plastic like a CNC. That's uh, that's a little bit more advanced. Speaking oh, of oh. which,
0: uh, sorry, I apologize if I, if I missed this before, but... I tend to do that uh, what are the uh, <laughs> what are the different types of materials uh, that, that are used
3: that list goes on and on and on yeah. and on but. and that's the best part about this industry right now is it's there's a huge boom so there are more players getting into it every day so one day one material might be completely out of you know your grasp and then all of a sudden boom someone's selling it mm-hmm. but they have so they have wood. Which
4: is it's kind of like plastic and wood mixed together, but it's sandable. It smells like wood while like wood burning while it's printing. Yeah. um
3: Actually, if you change the temperature on that one, it'll change the color that it prints in, so you can make it, you know, have wood grain. Yeah.
4: Oh. oh cool. <laughs> they they just released Kevlar. I don't know how that works or how well it is, but that one they have a, a Kevlar. Machine, oh, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they have standard ABS, uh P E T which is like your water bottles. Um right. PLA. PLA, that's what you see most figurines whenever someone prints like a bust or something. It's usually PLA.
3: It's the easiest to print with, but it's very brittle. It's very brittle and it has a low melting temperature. So before when you're talking about, you know, the one that'll melt in the sun.
0: Yep. Oh that's mm-hmm. the one. Gotcha. Yeah. It's corn based yeah.
3: though, so that's cool.
1: Oh, biodegradable? Yeah. Is it edible? What, what's, the, what's the one that'll build my gun or print my gun out? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what's that? And what's whoa, the <laughs>
3: Actually, um, there was a guy that. down in Texas that yeah. uh, designed and printed a gun out of a standard, you know, out of the box $500 printer oh. out of ABS, and uh, he got into a whole lot of trouble for that. But,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Um, are there yeah, laws
0: cool. yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
3: the, the issue was, is he was distributing the files on the internet. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that, could, that would yeah. be like, like copyright then or something. Like, or? Uh... No, well, a lot of a lot of these files and stuff are actually um, open source, so the, yeah. they're under they're under a I forget what it's called Creative Commons.
0: Yeah.
3: Creative Commons, right,
0: right. And um,
3: anyways, it was designed to just fire one shot. And the only thing that was metal on it was the. It just disintegrates. He just took a brad nail and stuck in.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Wow. You know that I'm. Huh.
3: Trying Did to... he
2: actually try and shoot it? It seems. <laughs>
0: yeah, so there funny. are multiple videos YouTube on YouTube. It. It's, uh, the liberator. Oh, wow. It's the, wow. gun. the liberator. Nice. <laughs> Did you? Guys... I'm trying to think. I always get this movie mixed up. Was it A Time to Kill or what was the movie that the guy had the plastic gun in? Do you... Does anyone remember this? Oh, yeah. the metal
2: detectors. Yeah, it was yeah. some Bond movie, wasn't it? Was it a bomb?
0: I thought it was like a. He was trying to assassinate the president or something like that. Or
1: oh, what's it's with uh, Clint Eastwood, right?
0: It was, I think. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking. I don't, I don't
1: remember it, but
0: it wasn't. was it a time Clear and Present,
1: to kill? present I feel like Danger or something? I yeah. think it was a Time to Kill, maybe. Anyway, a Time to Kill is with uh, what's his
0: name? Then, uh, then I guess Samuel I was, Jackson. That's what I said. <laughs> no, I guess not. I don't. I I don't know. I get so many movies Yep. That's Tony's dog. <laughs> but it no, um, it <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that that's becoming a reality, I guess, more or less. But uh, you, guys are, you guys aren't you guys are doing anything like that. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, we would never do. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So uh, anyway, what we, I think we should just talk about maybe a little bit about the company itself. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, before I do that, I wanted to bring up the fact that you had a Darth Vader model that uh <laughs> i'm giving Ooh. to my girlfriend which is very nice of course uh and i'm jealous but <laughs> and, and you've got that uh, it took me forever to realize you have that A- atat shirt on which of course awesome also oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's but so uh well you showed us some other models you had uh like teddy roosevelt and what else did you have yeah
3: tr <laughs>
0: nice teddy Roosevelt Oh yeah my second favorite nice yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit of the company about the company itself. Uh, so how long have you guys been in business now? Uh, legitimately September.
3: I yeah, think I is think when, that's when we filed for an LLC. Right.
4: Nice. And then uh, probably a year yeah. if you would consider the little bit we were doing last summer. Okay. We took the plunge.
0: But it sounds like you guys have already already. You've already dove pretty deep into this. You have a lot, yeah. of, a lot of experience under your belt, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what what actually made you decide to get into this in the first place? It's techie and geeky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, perfect. Cool, how cool is it that <laughs> nice.
4: if you need something, you can
3: design it, design it you have it. your you own replicate scan it
4: or it, with thingiverse that's what really sold me you can it's like going on amazon oh i want that download print and day later i got it
0: right it ah, is awesome that's
4: trick awesome. out your house with all these little things it's it's real. <laughs> nice. and then uh as far as the business goes it's not the world's cheapest mm. hobby so we decided well we can fund our <laughs> hobby by selling products, yeah,
0: definitely, and that so, sounds like that's what a lot of people yeah, are doing. It like, I mean, what you're like I mentioned, with that sundial, even even though they it's open source, but they're still so it's perfect. They're still selling the physical. You know, most yeah. people don't want to take that time to do it themselves, or a lot of people don't. So, okay. yeah, sell and, and it's on amazing
3: Etsy. The things that are out there, to bring, For sure. um, You know, you just need to find an outlet to sell them. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, actually that answered one of our other questions, I think about cost. so it's um, so you consider it you consider it not uh, super inexpensive necessarily you know what it, it's, a it's a hit or miss it's yeah. got
4: really cheap um, you can right now you could go get a computer if you were tech savvy in the least bit and wanted to assemble your own printer, you could jump on eBay or something and get a kit for four hundred dollars and assemble it. And filament now is fairly cheap, about $20 a roll on Amazon or eBay. Um, And a a roll lasts a decent while. I mean, you could print probably 100 plus of these little TR guys. Um, But (laughs) It's like (laughs) TO. But I mean, if you think about the initial investment and then the electricity that goes into it, Really isn't the world's cheapest hobby. Knitting's cheaper, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's boring.
0: <laughs> Knitting's
1: cheaper. Nice.
0: Nice. Uh, yes. Nice. <laughs> so so while oh, we're on the cost train here, I, I don't know. Do you, do you guys? You don't have to necessarily answer. Do you have specific rates or anything for for your services, or is how how do how do you go about that exactly?
3: Um, a lot of the if if a if a large company comes to us. Like my my buddy's company or our current company that we work for, that's not Diantic, Um, <laughs> Comes to us, we'll we'll give them you know a, a discounted rate. Otherwise, 3D Hubs has a set rate. It it base it's based off of the volume of the model that you want to use. So it uh, flat rates on different plastics. Um,
4: but if you were, if us personally, if you were to contact us, we'd work with people. Yeah. I mean, I'd much rather get them some, because it, it's fairly cheap if uh, you don't have to take the time to design it, and it's something that they've already designed, then, yeah, I mean, sure, we can get it going. It's not, as long as we're not swamped, we, mm-hmm. we work on a cheap price for them.
5: Yeah. Nice. but.
4: I mean, if you look at three D hubs, we're the cheapest in the area, and that's not even our primary income. It's just to help people.
0: Oh, well, and you got yeah, I'm, I can I can attest to this firsthand. You you are you guys are awesome, and, and part of the reason I went with you guys in the first place the, with the Airbnb is you have like uh, you just have one of the most reasonable uh, <laughs> prices even on there, which I thought was great. Um, right. So yeah, you guys are great. What? <laughs> <But>, uh,
1: <laughs> how, how many three D printers do you guys have? At your business
4: three functioning right now but by, <laughs> i'd say by the end of june there'll be about nine in here oh okay. wow because we got a lot on order with the like, kickstarter um we have some that we're building currently there's three in the process of being built right now mm. um so yeah i mean they're coming We'll do you typically like to
1: build your own or you get ones that are already made or I know like, what is it like a, is there a da Vinci or those like MakerBot, do you use any of those kind?
3: Um, well my, my original printer was a Robo 3D, it retails for like 800 bucks, but, um, for, you know, sub grand, it, it was one of the, the higher resolution printers. I didn't have to build it right out of the box. All I did was turn it on and I, um, Oddly enough, printed a bust to TR,
0: <laughs>
3: um, but uh, no, I mean, it's there, there's that way of going about it where at the time I knew nothing about it and then uh, John and I started um, hanging out and he got into it, so he was kind of using mine as a, as a learning tool as well, but um, so for under a grand, someone with little knowledge about it can get into it um, very easily.
4: We, we've we been doing more of the... So the SLA one, the one back here, which is a different style, that one was a kit. Um, that one, we haven't really started custom making it because that's relatively new technology. Um, but the standard FDM printers that you see most kits for, we started custom making those and kind of prefer it because it's significantly mm-hmm. cheaper yeah as long as you know what you're doing. So you... You, and the great thing is, is you can be as creative as you want with it. You can choose what's going to have quality parts at first, what parts are not going to be, and upgrade them as you can. Or just go all out and put all quality parts in it from the get-go. Um, and that, that, to me, that's part of the fun with 3D printing, is designing something that can then potentially print parts to make it better. Self-replicating.
0: But uh, <laughs> crazy. you know, you, you mentioned something before that I, I I gave me another question here. Um, the maintenance of, of the printers themselves, and how how often you find them breaking down. Uh, all the time. Yeah, the <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. Little
3: little things happen all the time, but they're usually just quick fixes, clogged nozzle. Um, normal, you know, same as not normal
0: not, printers, probably.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standard.
0: If uh, you if
4: you don't like to tinker, don't get into the hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like getting a rusty, trusty yeah. car. Like, You're going to always be working on it. Right. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Okay.
4: But it's to be expected. There's so many little moving pieces that need to work in conjunction with each other. And then, yeah, and then one sense. little thing goes out of whack. The whole thing's out of whack. It's oh. pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, 3D printers, it's one thing. It's kind of the opposite of like the Apple mentality where they have, they're going more and more to these no moving parts in a th- 3d printer absolutely is <laughs> it requires moving parts for sure <laughs> Well,
3: actually in all honesty that one has one moving part oh it just moves up and down but that's because it's uh projector based
0: right
4: right Honestly. and it's the better style that's real precise and everything but it's way more expensive sure you're not gonna Amazing. find anyone jumping into that right away it's a whole other animal. Yeah, sure. but uh, I do see that. I, I bet you in two years that's going to be the printers everyone's going to be buying is SLA. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it it for the main reason that maintenance is not nearly as needed. Yeah. There's one moving part.
3: Well, actually, the the Kickstarter that John and I backed was for uh, a little SLA printer called the OLO, O L O, and uh, what it does is it uses a resin that. Is cured by normal white, like normal standard light. So you stick your phone under there, and your phone acts as the projector. And it was only a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was a hundred bucks. And it could print
4: two or five. Well, the width of your phone,
0: and then two inches tall. Wow.
3: Yeah, cute little thing.
0: (laughs) The equivalent of Google Cardboard for 3D printers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Actually, um, Thingiverse is one of the the wonderful things. Um, there are so many Google cardboard style VR headsets on there for people to print too. That's
0: really, cool. wow, that's very cool. All right, well, Matt and Tony, do you guys have any other questions? Do you think for these guys? Um, if
1: I guess, if someone's you know trying to get into this, what might you tell someone new about it? Just like experience or like you know maybe things that they could. That you've learned that you might do if you were know now that you didn't know then?
4: I would would suggest if, uh, honestly, to get, if you wanted to get into it, get a kit of some sort. So that way you get experience assembling it. Because when things do break, like for his printer, he was afraid for a while to work on it. Because he didn't assemble it. You don't know how to put it back together per se. Mm. So I think going with a kit, yeah, it, it it may seem intimidating at first, but getting that knowledge of assembling and how it goes together is invaluable.
5: Mm. Good,
4: good. And it's
0: cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's important. Especially now, with...
4: yeah, yeah, going with a kit is a little bit cooler because you get it, and within the day, you're printing something. That's cool. For
5: sure. Yeah. But
4: I, I think starting out, I would mm-hmm. go with the kit right away. And definitely knowing someone that uh, you can talk to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And we
4: offer that, too, if uh, you have, we have our website with our contact info. Anyone
3: can email us or call us, and we'll help along with it. Yeah. Also, uh, forums. You have to love forums and the internet, because. Sure. There are so many issues that I've come across or John's come across where we can't figure out personally and someone out there has had the same problem and you just have to love the internet and and the whole community mentality that's going on with 3D printing between RepRap or um, any other forums really like build your own SLA that they have for for these style printers there's virtually everything that you could possibly want to know and if if it's not on there or you can't find it just start thread and somebody will help you out. Yeah. Oh,
4: cool. That, that's so this- very true. Usually, you'll get you can ask a question, and within a couple hours, you have five answers. <laughs> so the community is
0: great. Yeah, love that internet. Yeah, that's great. Do you have anything else, Matt? No, this has been great. All right. Well, you know what? I, I just wanted to end on. You guys mentioned your website. I Just want to uh, make sure to get uh, let people know where exactly they can find you. If you're okay with divulging uh, your, your website and your Facebook page. All that oh, yeah, that's stuff. fine.
4: She's still a work in progress, but she's getting beautified.
0: <laughs> and what is, the, uh, what is the URL for the, for the website again?
4: Uh, www.dynatechpro, which is D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H-PRO.com.
0: Cool. And then the Facebook, Facebook page, I think I was looking at, is is that just Dynatech? I
4: believe it's Dynatech920. Okay, right. There's actually uh, an exhaust company <laughs> called Dynatech, so they they steal all our thunder. Uh, Bastards. Uh.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, either you guys on Twitter or anything, you want to. Uh... No. no, no, we no. don't do much of no that. That's fine. We you, should, neither do but... the other guys. <laughs> no, That's no. <laughs> 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 I think Tony's finally getting into it, maybe. Okay. <laughs> did just change my name again yeah all right what well, <laughs> well you guys you guys have been awesome you have what, whatever you want to do if you want to stick around or if you want to we can let you go now if, if you got to get going but uh uh it's up option is yours
4: well i, I wouldn't mind taking off uh no right worries. now
0: it's been a blast though yeah oh you guys are awesome thank you so much yeah. for coming on yeah Thanks for Coming on. really appreciate it thanks no, no anytime yeah, thank you thank you this, this is really awesome. appreciate it all right you guys have a wonderful rest of your night. You too. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks. All right, well, that was, that was fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, you know what? I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you learn, Shane? Uh, that dogs uh, lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting Family for Family guy, classic.
2: Was yep. checking out the, uh, the site they've got, yeah. know, 3dhubs.com, and they've got uh, some pretty cool cases for Raspberry Pis, so iPhone 6 ah, holders, wow. things that I, I probably wouldn't have thought to get printed off, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Raspberry
1: Pi, there's a huge market for that stuff. I was totally
0: thinking about, oh, i had got to get one of those sometime. <laughs>
1: really? You were thinking about getting one too?
0: I really kind of thinking about it for a while, but... I was. The new one with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Can I make Uh-oh. a DVR with it? Is that something? Mm-hmm. I think the sky's the limit with that.
1: <laughs> but,
0: like, Sweet no, I gaming know. rig. I haven't.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, there's. Oh, I uh, I I just know people they want to do like some like old school games with it. Just get a big hard drive and um, what is it like Pac-Man and I don't know some old arcade games they want to just have with it. But yeah, some people do a lot of. Uh, um, oh, what are some other things? I suppose uh, Internet of Thing devices, or you know, like. Not necessarily like the nest, but different things around the house. But Mm. there's a lot of different websites for projects that people (laughs) build your own nest, yeah. Well, what what is one of them was uh, build your own uh, Echo Alexa?
0: What, yeah, that was interesting. Oh, that could have been a hundred dollars. I didn't have to spend no, but that was the other thing is like,
1: I, I think you need to um, hold the button down. on the the one i saw in order to say hey alexa or whatever
0: oh god so i i get the
1: (laughs) you know sorry shane
0: what a piece of crap (laughs) (laughs) um but just the fact
1: of doing something like that or building something is kind of cool there's just there's just a lot of uh projects out there for that and i just haven't had time to like really look into some of those right
0: all right well hey If you want to find our website, we're at NiceGuyNetwork.com slash Techies. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a little search, Techies Podcast. Find us there. Leave us a rating. That'd be awesome. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Alpha Geek Radio Sundays at 6, 7 Central on Channel 2 on there. Techies Podcast at email. (laughs) Email. (laughs) Techies Podcast. I think I've had too much. Techie's podcast at gmail.com, <laughs> facebook.com/techiespodcast and at techiespodcast on Twitter. That's where you can find us. Tony has a new Twitter account at y not 255. I don't know if the case is it's case sensitive, Tony.
1: I hope it's not case sensitive <laughs> cuz I don't even remember what I y put Y
0: capital N O ah, T 255. Oh. I don't think it's case sensitive maybe. Let's just no, say, no no, I don't think it is either. Let's just say y the letter y not 255. Twitter handles are so weird because people go, people will complain about it and then they'll change them and they still aren't good. Like, I don't know what it is. What it is. Mine's terrible. Mine's always been terrible. I can't, every time I need to spell my email address at a store, I like hesitate. It's not case sensitive. Oh, good. <laughs> Mine's Joke Twitter. Ter- I hate saying my email address to any store because I'm like, okay, do I have to, do you need it? Because I'm going to have to spell this out for you. Anyway, <laughs> text expander. Boom. <laughs> yeah, just an audible <laughs> form or something. I don't know how that works. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt yeah. Matt is still at Hulock, and I am still at Shave Mad Ox, which is again why it sucks. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much. You can find more shows at niceguynetwork.com. Any last words? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Print some yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. printer easy. Or <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you guys. And until next time, Tech Er Easy.